0: Time for Big Blue Kickoff Live with Sean Morash and John Smith You know what I saw? New York
1: Giant pride. On the fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's
2: going here like a bunch of
1: crazy dogs, having fun. Welcome to Saturday morning's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live, presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football Giants, and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. John Schmelk, Sean Marash, getting you ready for Giants and Jets at MetLife Stadium Sunday at one o'clock. Marash, did you enjoy your virtual presence on Good Morning Football on Friday morning <laughs> when you were like a three-segment topic of conversation? I'm sitting here, I'm like, are you kidding me? What's going on here?
3: You know, Schmelk, some follow the news, some make the news. That's what I like to say, huh? See, I thought what I thought you were gonna say. Some people follow the news, some people just follow ha! <laughs> By the way, Peter Schrager, thank you. Very, very much a pity party acting like I'm just trying to make a name for myself. Yeah, which was it's nice. like, you know, I'm sure he didn't mean to say something so stupid, but good for him for trying to get in the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week, Schmelk, but that's Giant Jet Week, man. That's, I'm so happy this game is finally here, and uh, let's get it turned up today, man. Yeah, I, I, so
1: good point. You've been taking calls all week. You've been talking to the fans. Give me the mood of both I know what the Giant fans are thinking. Give me the mood of both fan bases. What has been your sense of this over the course of the week?
3: I I would say this, and I I guess it kind of aligns with me, which is scary. I do sense on the phones, on the fan, a silent, smirking sense of confidence from Giant fans, and why wouldn't you be? The defense is humming. They finally got a win, which was a huge part of it. And I would say a deep-rooted angst combined with uh, I can't lose my cockiness now from Jet fans. I think Jet fans expect to win this game. I think Giant fans expect to win this game, but would be more accepting of a loss. I think a Jet fan world crumbles with a loss in this game. All right. This is an important game, still not as important as a game
1: back in 2011, when on Christmas Eve, Giants and Jets took on each other. Giants at that point... We're just seven and seven. If they don't win this football game, they don't make the playoffs and eventually win the Super Bowl. Jets are trying to stay in the playoff race at eight and six. Obviously, for fans that remember, there was a lot of chattering back and forth before that game. Rex Ryan, where the Kings in New York, they're coming off AFC Championship game appearances, and Brandon Jacobs didn't like that so much. Then the Jets decide to put the curtain up over the Giants Super Bowl ring pictures at the stadium, all that stuff. And then after the game Brandon Jacobs had a little run-in with Rex Ryan on the Giants Hotel Podcast this week on Papa's Perspective. Bob Papa talked to Brandon Jacobs about what that interaction was with Rex Ryan on the sideline after the game. Let's listen in.
4: So after the game, you know, they had Plexic over. You know, they gave Plexic an opportunity to come and play, you know, like after he had came home. And um, I'm going, I'm talking to Plex. And he walks by me and he says, uh, I'm not sure if I can say what he, exactly what he said, but he said um, I don't care about this we're still gonna get into the freaking playoffs and we're gonna go to the Super Bowl and we're gonna and we're gonna win the Super Bowl I don't care about any of this you guys got lucky here you know we got, you guys are soft and all this other stuff and I just looked at him and was like dude don't talk to me don't talk to me Use all the like you've already stirred up enough stuff you know the whole week saying all kind of stupid stuff that shouldn't have come out of your mouth. Don't, don't, like, don't talk to me. So he came up to him. I don't know who you think you are. I'm not afraid of you. I said, again, you don't have to be afraid of me, but I'm one person on this team. I will punch you in your mouth. Like, like, I would knock you out. So everybody else on this team, I let you slide, old man, but I will put you to sleep. So you better back up off of me.
3: <laughs> I will put you to sleep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Brandon Jacobs. Oh, do I miss Brandon Jacobs.
1: And I- I look, like I've heard a bunch of stories in that game. I had never heard the I will put you to sleep line before.
3: Yeah, and how about Plax fully embracing being a Jet? Who knew that was a thing, too? I mean, my God, that is so good, Schmelke. No, I know, yeah. It was a
1: great interview, folks. Go check it out. Bob talked to Brandon about it. I I could have played four minutes of stories that I hadn't heard before from the John podcast. Check it out. It was was fantastic.
3: Can I get a Brandon Jacobs on this team, Schmelk? Can I get somebody to. Because I need somebody. I might end up in a porta potty in this parking lot, pushed over after the game. Well, I think once you get a little more sustained success,
1: that's when you can start kind of having that, that level of confidence. But I want to get the fans pumped up here. Jet fans, call us. Why are the Jets winning? Giant fans, call us. Why are the Giants winning? Give us a call, 877-337-6666. We'll get to your calls as soon as we can. Marash, as for the game itself, mm-hmm. this is simple to me. The Jets have won games when they've had three takeaways or more. Yeah. If they don't take the ball away, they have trouble scoring the football. You look at all their offensive metrics, bottom three EPA yards per game, go down the list. They're not great. Yeah. Number two, the way the Jets score the ball when they do on offense is by getting big runs from Brees Hall. <laughs> so right. if you can stop Brees Hall and not give them the football, I think the Giants have an excellent chance
3: of winning this game. And I hate to make this sound so simple, but yeah, I think that's what it is. I I mean, again, it's it's say it sounds simple. Converting it is another end of, of simple. And of look, course. this isn't a disrespect on the Jets. But I do think that the Jet fan, to a larger extent, views themselves of, like, a higher quality than the truth is. And the truth is, they're right in this big middle part of, we're not the Chiefs, you know, when the Bengals get going, you're not that kind of team. I know you beat the Eagles, and that's something we would all be pumped up if we beat the Eagles. Of course. You still lost to the Patriots. It still took that crazy fumble by Russell Wilson to beat the Broncos. And you're right, the turnovers, right? All of Josh Allen's turnovers, plus a punt return in overtime. Yep. Uh The Wilson fumble at the end of the Bronco game. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts, you could argue, what the heck is, are the are the Eagles calling a throw for? But all of those turnovers directly gave the Jets the ball where they need the ball, either you know on a score on specials or by the defense or along the red zone. Terod Taylor, the one thing he's done is not throw interceptions and not turn the ball over. So, if the Giants don't turn the ball over, the way their defense is playing too, because what about the Jet defense? What about what the Giant defense has done three of the last four weeks? I This game could be 9-6, but I don't know how the Jets score in this game if the Giant defense, is, if the Giant offense isn't turning the ball
1: over. No, look, I'm, I'm I'm with you 100%, and the Giant defense has played extremely good football. Now, the trick, though, and you know we'll talk about this now, the Jets' defense, even though, if you look at their numbers, they only have 13 sacks on the air, which is a rather low number considering the the quality of that defense. Heck, they only have two more sacks than what the Giants' defense has. And right. we are complaining about the Giants' pass rush. But you go into the hood a little bit here, Marash. Top three pressure rate. Sure. I mean, this is a Cowboy 49er-level pass well, rush, which has given the Giants some issues. So that's something that, 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 that could be trouble. They run stunts a lot, which is, has which is given the Giants problems. We know the Giants' offensive line is still banged up. We don't know about Evan Neal, if he's going to play, et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff. So that pass rush, to me, is the X factor. Can the Giants handle that pass rush as well as they did even the Bills, where the Bills were fine in that game, but they weren't dominant? Can yeah. they handle the, like they did Washington last week, where they got some sacks, but... The offense could function. If they could do that, I think the Giants can get enough points here.
3: Uh, There's no question. And what the Jets do, if you look at just like the league leaders in sacks, it's because it comes in waves, right? They can basically roll out two full D-lines at you. Classic Giants style that we used to love and miss. But I think the real key here, Schmelk, is don't get behind early in the game. I I think what Terod Taylor has had the benefit of the last two weeks clearly is the Giants have played from ahead. And if you're if you don't suddenly, you know, have a field goal blocked early that goes back, you know, you go to everything that happened in the Dallas game and you look up, even if it's not touchdowns, even if it's a couple field goal. Let's say the Giants lead like Buffalo did nine nothing. In that game, it just changes the way you approach it, right? You could be more balanced with Saquon Barkley running the ball. You could have some of these quick hits to Darren Waller. If suddenly you look up and the Giants are down 14-0, well, that is when the Jet pass rush is going to get after it, and the Giant offense just becomes unfunctionable. Yeah, absolutely. Real quick, and we
1: want to get to your calls again, 877-337-6666. We'll talk more about the game, Giants, whatever you guys want to talk about here. Injury report very quickly. Uh, No Daniel Jones again this week, Marash. We should touch on that. Still Mm -hmm. was a neck injury. Brian Dable spoke to the media yesterday. He was asked whether or not he'll be back again this year, which is the same question he was asked two weeks ago. He was noncommittal. My sense on it is that just not a conversation he had with the medical staff again. I wouldn't be, and Jordan Renan tweeted that this morning, and I'm in the same boat. Would I be surprised if he ends up passing whatever test he needs to for next week in plays? No, that wouldn't surprise me. I right. think they're just in wait-and-see mode, and I think for something like this, it's difficult to predict when he's going to be ready. That's right. why when David was asked this and Giant fans have asked me this on our shows here— well, why did not they just put him on IR if he's going to miss all these games? Well, yeah. I don't think you quite know with an injury like this. And again, we don't know the details of what it is. When you're going to be ready for contact, even though right now physically he can do everything. T- he said he took scout team reps this week, so he right. basically did team drills in practice. That's what scout team is. He just can't go in a game, and I think
3: it's difficult to predict when that's going to happen. And one important, uh, I guess. I don't know how, what you would call this, like a uh, desk-keeping note on this. This is the third and final week they are allowed to elevate Tommy DeVito from the practice squad before they have to make a move to yep. add him to the active roster should they need him. And the Giants currently sit dead last in cap space to operate the rest of the year, and the trade deadline is Tuesday. So, I, uh, you know, cleared or not clear, the Giants are going to have to figure out what's going on with Daniel Jones here because they literally cannot elevate Tommy DeVito anymore without adding him to the roster, and they also may not have the cap space to add him to the roster without making a move.
1: Yeah, you would have to renegotiate a contract, push the money down the road, which is something you don't want to do when you're in the situation where the Giants are in right here. Uh, The other injury news is real quick. Uh, Dory Jackson, neck, he's questionable. Evan Neal, he has an ankle. He's questionable. Neither of those guys played last week. I sense they're in a better position now than they were then, but we'll see on Sunday. I feel good about John Michael Schmitz and what he did to practice this week. Marash. I think he's a real good chance to go. And then Huge, uh, Darren too. Waller is questionable. Yeah, and I want to ask you about Schmitz. And Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah. by the way, popped up late in the week, questionable with the knee, so we'll keep an eye on that. Schmitz, if he goes to center, what do you think the two guard spots look like? I'm
3: guessing Lewinsky and Bredesen, right? That, That's what I, I think. It, right, especially, by the way, if Neil isn't playing, I think Tyree Phillips and Pew have to be the tackles, yep, clearly. Agreed. Which, by the way, I think I could have had a conversation, does Tyree Phillips and Neil have to play if Neil played instead of Pew at tackle? But that's a conversation for another day. But I'm with you. Look, Marcus McKeithen, I think, has done an admirable job at times. I mean, it's not easy, six-round rookie off the torn ACL, but let's be real. Ben Bredesen was their second-best O-lineman besides Andrew Thomas to start the year. I know it was, you know, misfitted a little bit. Having him back at a natural guard position, instead of center, I do think strengthens the line. And Glowinski... Look, it takes a lot. It takes a man to survive that kind of benching and come back and give you the effort he's given the last two weeks. So, if we're going to trash Lewinsky as much as Giant fans did, you've got to give him a little credit for what he's done. And I think avoiding Marcus McKeithen having to handle those stunts that the Jets could throw at you yeah. at all costs is really important to keep this Giant offense moving. Now, the only thing I will say is, you know, John Michael Schmitz, the whole dead snap thing, if you're into that kind of stuff, this will be the first game he's snapping to Tarad Taylor. I just hope we don't have. Like an it- and by the way, if the weather's wet, too, something to look out for. One turnover each took could mess up the game. A center that hasn't worked with a quarterback with a wet ball, that worries me a little bit. Now,
1: Schmitz did play with the two summon in camp. So they did get okay. some experience snapping to each other. So that'll help. But you're right, not in a... Right. 80,000 people going nuts, milk You know what I mean? It's different. 100% different. Absolutely. Back to you on Big Blue Kickoff Live, presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle, the New York Football Giants, down by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Schmoke and Mirage, Big Blue Kickoff Live. If you like the show, check out the weekday edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. It's on the Giants mobile app, Giants.com. Live every weekday at 1230. We take your calls and talk Giants football. All right, you guys called in. Let's get you up on the air, 877-337-6666. Mike in Brooklyn, you'll lead us off today. Mike, what's up? Hey, good morning, guys.
2: Um, listen, Sean, I don't know how I listen to the fan all day long because I'm in the car, and nice. you know, Jets fans. I'm, I'm a I'm a Giants fan since Parkinson, Homer Jones, Aaron Thomas, and those guys. You know, and yeah. so me too. I, 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 Jets fans are delusional. I mean, they're three and three. Like a Kenny and. Yeah. And, and Evan Ross, how do you take that all day long? That's
3: <laughs> fun, dude. Look, here's the thing. It's no, part no, of I know. A I'm intolerable. I understand that. My I, own wife doesn't even want to talk to me.
1: This part of the fun, dude. For exactly. guys. I mean, you got to
2: stick up for it. I, listen, I don't know who's going to win. It's going to be a fun game to watch because I don't know who's going to win. I, I think it's a up. But, I mean, Jeff fans are out of their mind. That's <laughs> why you, you know, I, I, I don't hate the Jets like I hate the Bets. But it's the, the fans. fans, for both it's the, of fans. Them, the fans are the worst. They drive me nuts. I mean, they're delusional. They're delusional. <laughs>
1: like, we we <laughs> Thanks for the <laughs> That That's what I wanted. That's
2: He's why I
3: played wrong. the Brandon Jacobs cut. He's not, Schmout, the only thing I will say is, and look, oh God, 99% of Jet fans, they're like us with all the other teams, right? Like, some of us share other teams. They're good people, but when it comes to their football team, I think they've lost their minds because they haven't seen any success so, get three and three. He has now been treated. Like, I think they're going to raise a banner in their ring of honor. Right next to Gastono is going to put a banner that says, played a tight game versus the Chiefs in 2023. I mean, that is how much the Jet fans have celebrated here.
1: Oh man, but this is why it's fun, and by the way, the NFL is a week-to-week league, that's why this game can go any way, and that's why I think both fans feel good about it, and Sean, when both teams feel good about a game, whichever team doesn't win,
3: that fan base gets crushed. Oh, no doubt about it, are you kidding me? Schmuck, I've already packed my uh, outfit, this is a hoodie, sunglasses, and I might bring an electric buzzer to shave my beard in the MetLife bathroom to walk out of that stadium if the Jets win that game. See, now, last week it was part of a bit where people threw trash at you. This yeah. week fans might just throw trash at you yes. for fun. You know what? I was thinking maybe the rain's a good thing because I'll have to wear a poncho no matter what. That's actually
1: make that. a good point. Duck, just put that hood up, man. Incognito. All right, let's go to Jim and Madison. He's up next. Hey, Jim.
0: Hey, guys. Thanks a lot for taking my call. A fantastic show as always. Thanks, uh, thanks man. Real quick, I think the Jets fans are delusional this year because they had so much excitement about Aaron Rodgers and then when he got hurt it's like they had nowhere to put it so they have to celebrate everything like you said like (laughs) oh we almost beat the Chiefs that's why we're the best team in the league Jets fans are idiots we know this but um (laughs) I did I I wanted to talk about Brandon Jacobs because he is one of my all-time favorite Giants and it's because he, he just had this like we're gonna come and punch you in the mouth attitude that you know not a lot of Giants have not being a jerk, but he he just wanted to come beat you. And also because he seems like a real fan. You know, so many former pro athletes, I I get the feeling like they're like, yeah, sure, I love my old team, but they they don't have that fan mentality like us normal fans do. And which is why when it comes to this week, whatever they have to do to beat the Jets, please just beat the Jets. (laughs) Like, if this season's going nowhere, I can take some fun out of beating those delusional Moronic
1: fans. Jim, appreciate the call and look, we Brandon. We... And the thing about Brandon Jacobs, that, that was all authentic. Like there was oh. nothing fake about that dude. And if anything, he held back. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you <laughs> what 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 he would say after the cameras went off. You would be like, "Yep, that sounds about right." Remember, he was a boxer, so right. like he he was a fighter. So he he was like into all that stuff, and he did not take anything also very scary individual like if you take the ranking of dudes you do not want to like to have to go against in like the history of me working here since 2007 jacobs is top five like he to to quote him he will put you to sleep and it will not be pleasant
3: yeah he was in studio with us last january Schmilk, and my god when i stood next to him i was intimidated and i rooted for the man his whole life There was a that was a study hi hi, hi, brandon how are you
1: (laughs) dude gigantic apps the only guy sean rogers was the other one when yeah. he came here for the oh Giants. God, he yeah. probably weighed around 395 pounds at that point, and he would just walk around and, like, the shadow would go with him as he walked. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, un- unbelievable. All right, let's go to Frank in Washington Heights. He's on next. Hey, Frank.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? I got two words to say. Brees Hall, he's back to full strength. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence that he scored a touchdown in the last two games. And I really, really hope Evan Neal plays. So Bryce Hawk. Well, Jermaine Johnson can use that lamb or sheep for
3: lunch. All right. You know what? I appreciate the call. Look, I mean, it's a good call, Frank. Obviously, you can see Jet fans even trail and trash talk. Not as good as our first two calls. So that was interesting <laughs> with that lamb or sheep take. But I will say on his take on Brees Hall, that's another part of it, right? Giants' weakness last year, stopping the run. And Giants have had, too, baby, yep, by the way. Giants have backed it up this year. It's been a big issue. You could question why the Washington Commanders didn't do more of that last week. Yep. Another part of this game. Who's the better back in this game? Saquon or Brees Hall really could determine the outcome as well.
1: Yeah, look, that, you know you don't hear that much in, in modern football, Mirage, but you're absolutely right. It, whichever running back here, and you can look at total yards, that's fine. It's the big chunk play, right? Which right. back breaks that 30- to 40-yard run that really yeah. sets up a score? Because right. you go back to the Giants game last week against the Commanders, we didn't really touch on it. They had seven plays of 20 or more yards. I should have went back and looked. I don't remember the last time the Giants had seven plays of 20 or more yards. It might have been when Eli Manning was here. It feels like it's been that long ago. And every single one of their scoring drives were set up by at least one of those plays, if not more than one. And can they get those again this week against a really good Jets defense?
3: And I would argue capitalize more, schmilk. Actually, you're right. They had seven or whatever. They had three plays where the air yards were 20 yards or more completed. Mm They didn't register a single point off of any of those plays on those drives. How about that? So you have to capitalize when you get the big play. So they got them on the yak plays, but the air plays when you get there, finish those drives off. The Giants have still left too much meat on the bone in scoring points. Now, of course, a Saquon fumble and a a miss kick by Gano were part of that, but nonetheless.
1: Yeah, look, and and, and that's protecting the football and being good in the red zone, right? Because you're not going to have, to your point, against this Jets defense, you're not going to have a lot of opportunities. You're not going to be in the red zone eight, nine times. You're not going to have the... What's fourteen possessions they had right. last week? You're not going to get all those bites off the bone this week. You got to take advantage of it. All right, Morash, you were right about you were wrong about it last week, but your reverse jinx was effective. So, what's
3: your strategy and what are your thoughts this week, Giants and Jets? Look, I think it's going to be a heavyweight bout ultimately. Giants win forty nothing. Kiss my ass. Let's go blue. <laughs> all right, and what section can Jets fans find you at the game, Morash? <laughs> they can. not They
1: can. not <laughs> Uh, Thank you for joining us on this special Saturday edition of Big Boo Kickoff Live presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football Giants and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Of course, stay tuned tomorrow for coverage of Giants and Jets right here on The Fan. Our Giants game day pregame show begins at 11 a.m. Jonathan Casillas and I will be at the MetLife stage just inside the MetLife gate at MetLife Stadium. Marash, stop buying your way to the building, man. I will. We would love to say hello, and if you're at the game, come down. We do giveaways, contests, you name it. Big show. We talk to Matt Ryan. He has the game for CBS. Uh, I talk to Wando Robinson a whole lot more uh, on Big Blue Kickoff Live. So make sure you guys come and uh, check that out on the pregame show tomorrow. Giants game at 11 a.m. For Sean Marash, I'm John Schmunk. Thanks for being with us this Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your day as we all get ready for Giants and Jets, and then it's going to be fun for both fans, win or lose. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you then.